this is our last normal YA semester, but we will be back and ready to party next semester as well, so not a huge, huge break. But um, tonight is also our last night of this Miracles series that we've been in. We've been talking about um, speci some specific miracles that Jesus did, but then also just the overall message and kind of application that we can get from understanding these miracles. The first one being healing, the miracle of healing. When we talked about that the first week, we talked about it being not just physical, but spiritual healing as well. It's both healings that are still present and still a thing today. We have these things in our lives through God's Spirit, which is very much alive and in us. In today's date and time, it was not just Bible times that this stuff was happening. So we, we opened up with that. We talked about peace the next week. I missed out on this, and I really wish I was there, but I listened to it. And Alex's message on peace was awesome. It was, you know, it's important for us to understand also that you know, peace is rare for us, kind of now in general, and I think peace in and of itself is kind of a miracle in our day and time right now because of how crazy and hectic our lives are. But understanding that the foundation of that peace comes from God is so, so, so important, um, and it is definitely a miracle. And last week, Zeke brought an awesome message about the miracle of provision, right? Providing. God provides all things for us, our lives, everything in our lives, the people in our lives, everything about it. And he kind of touched on how, you know, we could have ended the message last week talking about how God provided his son for us. And that was, that was the biggest thing. And that's what we're going to kind of get into this week with the miracle of new life. This week we are talking about um, Jesus. <laughs> it's going to be so good. And I don't want it to be something that is kind of, you know, uh, yeah, we've heard this. It's, it, we have heard this before. But I want the same kind of energy and excitement to still be behind this message that is on, you know, some crazy podcast that you had this found, like, epiphany or life-changing experience. This is something that should be, like, a life-changing experience every time we hear about it, every time we mm -hmm. think about it. It is absolutely, without a doubt, a miracle. And I want that to kind of be our, our mindset tonight because while we've heard this probably a hundred times in a bunch of different ways, it is still so, so valuable and so important to us right now today. Um, before we get started, though, I'm going to go ahead and pray for us, because this is going to be God night. <sighs> Father, God, thank you so much, again, for tonight, for all these awesome people, for letting them take some time out of their busy weeks, finals weeks, work weeks, whatever it looks like for everybody. Lord, we give it to you tonight. We thank you that we're here. We thank you so much for a safe place to gather in your name for your glory, and to be in your presence, Jesus, tonight, to experience the love of your community, the love that you showed us first so that we could show those around us. I ask that tonight is nothing but for you, and that everybody here gets something out of this, Lord, that it's your words that are spoken tonight, not mine, that everything that people have on their hearts tonight is brought to the surface, that they experience you in huge, huge ways, that you are moving in this place, that you are active and showing yourself to everybody in this room, that you are alive and well today, and your spirit is moving, Jesus. We thank you so much for your sacrifice on the cross and this miracle of new life that you provided for us. And we praise your name for it. It's your name we pray. Amen. All right. So, um, before we get into the main portion of what I'm talking about tonight, I kind of want to break down this concept of the miracle of new life and kind of how it came about. There are three things that I kind of want us to focus on and break down. Three things. The first one is the separation from God that happened when we sinned, the need for a Savior. And then, lastly, the redemption through Jesus. These three things kind of build into and turn into what is this miracle of new life in our lives. But I'm going to say them again. The separation from God, the need for a Savior, and the redemption through Jesus. 
and breaking these down, the first form, the separation. When we talk about the separation, we talk about sin, right? And sin is a fancy word for any time we have gone against what God wants for us, any time we have disobeyed Scripture or God's will in our lives, um, any time we've done wrong, right? It's, that's, that's sin. And Romans 3, 23 tells us that all of us have sinned. We've all messed up. We all fall short of God's glory. And that is, that is the truth. But from the moment of creation, you know, sin gets in the way. But it is this beautiful paradox that is a part of God's plan. Um, and I, I say this cautiously. There's lots of philosophical, philosophical conversation that can be had here. But the main thing is sin existed. And without sin, without the choice to not do or not love God, <clears throat> was that really love in our creation? When we think about the beginning of time, when God created us, we think about why he created us. We think about what our purpose is on earth, whether that's giving God glory or loving those around us. It's both. But if we didn't have the choice, the choice to go against God or the choice to go with God, there's, I find it hard to believe that there's not, that, that, that there's any kind of love in that, if we were just a bunch of robots created to love God indefinitely. Um, and that's kind of where we get into this. It's, it's this paradox that you know sin entered the world and while God has no desire for sin, he can't be a part of sin, it existed and has existed forever, but not outside of his plan. This is kind of complicated, kind of crazy when you think about it, but it's also beautiful when we break down what this is, and that's what we're going to do. So the first part, the separation. Without the choice, like I said, there's, there's no love there if we can't choose between loving God and not loving God. <clears throat> the certainty here is that we've all messed up and we all need divine intervention to be reconciled back to God. When we talk about the second part, the need, right? We talk about the separation that was caused by sin. We talk about next, the need. It is, sin, when sin entered the picture, we were separated from a perfect relationship with God. When we messed up, sin entered the picture and that separated us from God. And there's a huge part here that I don't want you guys to miss, but I'm going to go back and forth between it. When we sinned, now that we are separated from God, there's nothing we can do to rectify ourselves back to him on our own, on our own accord. There's nothing we can do to make up for that sin, that separation that is in place. We need something to rectify us to God, to bring us back to God in his perfect glory, his perfect presence, because he can't have any kind of sin, any part of sin around him. And so this need is a part, again, of this plan, this perfect plan that was in, he put in place to maintain his glory, his perfect glory, that is God who cannot have any part of sin. The fulfillment of scripture that the Old Testament talks about through Jesus Christ when he sent him, and then the picture of this being the best love story ever told, in my opinion. The sin causes separation, we have this need to return to God, to join back to God in his perfection, but we can't do it on our own accord. And this third point, the redemption, right? So Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, if you guys have your Bibles, you can look at that. Also, it says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. So for it is by grace you've been saved, not by yourselves, not of yourselves which leads to our main point, the miracle of new life, the redemption factor being, when we talk about this miracle of new life, we're talking about this very powerful, very all-encompassing, beautiful image of the divine work in our lives daily, today. So 
I know I'm jumping around a lot, but when we think about sin, at the very beginning of creation, entering the world, now we have this choice. We've been separated. We have this need. God knew that this was going to happen, and for his glory, he sent Jesus to give us this, this way back in to the Father, this way to connect to him, and it is just the beginning. Like That was all just to scratch the surface of this miracle of new life that we're talking about. The whole point of this series, for me, I don't know if you guys have gotten this, but the whole point of this series, talking about miracles, kind of leads up to this point. When we talk about the miracle of healing, we were talking about Jesus' healing. When we talked about the miracle of peace, we talked about the miracle of peace being the comfort, the peace, knowing that we are alive and well in Christ from Jesus. We talked about provision. We talked about God provides for us daily all the different things we need, but to Zeke's point last week, we could have ended the conversation by saying God provided Christ, the way back to him. All of these different miracles all pointing towards this concept of new life. Knowing full well that we have sinned, we're separated. We have this need to get back to God and that Christ is the redemption. He is the way back to God. That is this new life we're talking about. Entering into new life through Jesus because like we read, Ephesians 2.8, we can't do this on our own. We need this, but we can't do it on our own. And Christ is the gift that God gave us to get there. In Romans chapter 5, verses 9 through 11, if you guys want to read those or write that down for later, it says, Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have, been received, we have now received reconciliation. Again, so the beauty of this miracle, right, is its timelessness. When we talk about this concept of new life, this wasn't just something that happened 2,000 years ago. When Christ died on the cross, when he sacrificed everything for our sins to be removed from us so that we could be in the presence of the Father, this is not something that happened 2,000 years ago and that was it. That's, we don't... You don't worry about it anymore. It's something that still has an impact and still changes things today for every single person. You know, there are still people being born. There's still people, there's still life being created today. And those people still are a part of that reconciliation that's happened. That, that death on that cross from Jesus was all-encompassing, was all-powerful through the ends of time. And that is, Again, every aspect of this is going to be miraculous. When we talk about Jesus and just how miraculous his life was, it's, there's, just, there's just so much. So again, the culmination of all of our miracles together, this is the why when we talk about following Christ, when we talk about who Jesus is for us. The miracle of new life is the why we follow him. This is the gift that has been given to all people who are seeking love and redemption. Everybody who knows that they feel the pain of this world, they feel the separation from something bigger, something better for their lives, new life is the answer to that. And it's, <laughs> when I first started writing this and thinking about it, this concept of the miracle of new life, I thought it was awesome that we're talking about it during Christmas time. When we break down Jesus and who he was, you know, Christmas is the celebration of his life, of him being born onto this earth and what that meant for us, but it made me stop for a second and and remember, you know, yes, I've heard this a thousand times, and yes, I know who Jesus is, but literally every aspect of Jesus' life was a miracle. I kind of want to go through that. Jesus was born a miracle to man, right? He was born of a virgin mother. He was born 
in a family who had nothing. There was nothing perfect about them, but he was born miraculously through them. He lived a life perfectly without sin, never, never made a mistake, never separated himself from the Father, which is miraculous in and of itself, facing all temptation and oppression. Any, anything that we could have imagined to go through or are going through right now are things that Jesus would have faced and overcome through his perfection in the Father. He performed miracles of healing, peacemaking, and providing, like we talked about, all of those miraculous. He was killed on our behalf and miraculously stole our sin away. That's, again, all of these things, miraculous. He was miraculously brought back from the dead for the glory of the Father. All of, all of it. And finally, he miraculously still works through our lives today in this miracle of new life. When we talk about this, it is, again, guys, it's not, it's not a one-time history lesson thousands of years ago. This is now. Like, this is right now. And I think about our community. I think about this ministry. I think about all the different things that we've talked about kind of leading towards this concept of new life. Like, this community is a miracle. Like, I hope you guys know that. Like, being a part of this, like, when we first started it last year with Brendan and Elijah and me and Zeke, when we talked about making this a thing and being intentional about it, knowing full well this was not going to happen because of us on any level. It was 100% going to happen because of God, because we saw a need and we were obedient to that. And it was a miracle. We, we started it and we had no idea what was going to happen. And it is still going today. Like You guys are all part of this now and it's amazing and it's beautiful and it's continuing throughout our lives outside of this place, like the friendships that have been made here, this new life that was kind of started for a lot of people. Like some of you guys have shared some incredible stories that have been examples of new life. Some of you guys have built relationships here that have started or created this new life in you that have, that have given you opportunities to step out of what you've been stuck in and enter into this new life that we're talking about. And then every single message we've ever spoken on, Every time we get up here and talk to you guys, one of my favorite things that we bring up is that every single one of our messages need to be about Jesus. They need to, you know, recenter and refocus on Jesus. If it's not about Jesus, we're missing the point. That that is the picture of everything we've done. This this concept of new life. It was all founded upon Jesus. The relevance is still there. Everything that we've gotten out of this group, everything that we have experienced and felt, this new life that we get all the time comes right back to Jesus. It's pretty great. So as we get ready to take a break from meeting, I want you guys to remember a few things. I want you to remember that this is not a temporary thing. This is not a once a week thing. This concept of new life from Christ, you know, we have the separation of sin, we have the need of a savior, and we have the redemption given to us through Jesus, doesn't start and stop on Tuesdays. This is something for you guys every day of the week. This is for your families back home, if you guys are traveling, if you guys are only here for school. This is for the workplace. This is, long story short, if Tuesdays went away, I really, I hope and pray that this, this concept of new life does not stop here. I want this to be something that is seen by our community, and I think it is. I think you guys have done an incredible job of stepping out of your comfort zones, of serving, of loving this community and loving each other in the way that only Jesus could. And again, that is the new life that we're talking about. Um, I have some questions for you guys in small groups that I wrote out, and 
that is honestly probably going to be the most important part of tonight. For me, I, when I thought about this message, I, I want you guys to have a part in this. Like the concept of new life is not necessarily new to us, but it relies heavily on how we view Jesus in our lives, how we receive what he's done for us. Um, so I hope you guys are ready and excited for that. I think small group time is going to really be really cool tonight. Um, and I want you guys to really think about it, really share, really break down those walls. If you're able to talk and have something on your heart, don't hold it back because it's going to benefit you and so many people around you. Um, but man, all that being said, we saw the separation. We had this need. We were given redemption through Jesus. This new life that started when Jesus died on the cross 2,000 years ago is continuing on to this very time, this very day right now. And I hope you guys see that. And I hope you guys are excited about it. This Christmas season is awesome. Um, but don't don't forget why we do this, why we celebrate his life, why we remember his death, and how we have received new life through it. So let's pray together and jump into small groups. Father God, thank you so much for tonight. Thank you for all these people. Thank you for, for new life, for giving us brains to contemplate what this means, for giving us your word to study it, to look at what it means for us individually, for letting us understand things that are so far beyond our understanding through you, God, through your spirit in us, through your wisdom that has been shared to us. Jesus, we are so grateful and so thankful for what you've done for us, what you continue to do for us daily, for this community, this miraculous place where we get to live and breathe Jesus, where we get to live and breathe love to those around us. I ask that that continues no matter where we go, but Jesus, tonight I pray that we are all able to discuss, that we are all able to break down what it is <laughs> that we have received, what, it, what exactly it is this new life is that we're talking about tonight, what it means to us as individuals, what, is it, what it means as a community, and how, how we can share it with those around us, Father because we we've been called to do so. Help us not forget that. God, we thank you so much for everything you do for us, for your provision, for your healing, for your peace that you provide. Jesus, and we thank you so much for your death on the cross, your, your reconciliation that brought us back to the Father that made us perfect in his eyes, and this beautiful community is made perfect through as well. It's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, so small group time. Let's do...